Owning an investment property can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. At Heritage Realty Property Management, they handle the challenges for you, ensure it's rented, maintained, and gets the highest return possible, while you just collect the check. With over 50 years experience, you can trust Heritage Realty to provide the property care you want and rental knowledge you need. Visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com to connect with the team more landlords trust. Heritage Realty. We treat your property as if it were our own. Right now, this, this is No Huddle on 99.1 The Sports Animal. Over 30 straight minutes of continuous talk in sports. Powered by Print FX. Let Print FX be your new partner in print. New partner in print. They are Print FX, and the Alcoa based business wants to let you know yeah, they'd love to take your business and take it to the next level. That you can find online now. That is at printfx1.com. Tyler Ivins, Will West. It is no huddle, and it is at Rusty Wallace a home of the 200,000-mile warranty when it comes to the machines on the road. If you're looking to invest in a machine, in a, a, simply put, a car that you know is going to be perfect from start to finish. Not a lot of vehicles are perfect now these days, but I can tell you right now, as somebody, especially John Pennington, who made those comments, right, right now the Kia machines that are bidding on the road, not only award-winning, but, man, they are start to finish some of the best and right now you're getting $5,000 over Kelly Blue Book on any trade in a Rusty Wallace Kia Callahan Drive, where we are right now. And remember, always peace of mind, going to get 200,000-mile warranty on all new Kias they sell you at Rusty Wallace Kia. Yeah, I'm looking right now just some of the different awards they picked up from J.D. Power. Man, from quality, dependability, performance, design, they're ranking high in a lot of segments. If you're looking for a Kia, you don't have to fight over that 200,000-mile warranty. Just come here, I-75 and Callahan, Jake Bull. He has home field advantage today here at Rusty Wallace Kia. Josh Tom said to join us in just a few minutes. Uh, before we get to Josh, he was at the game on Saturday. Yeah. Biggest takeaway, number one. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask you for your, your top two takeaways from the game on Saturday. Your top takeaway was. It's so funny because Chad Campbell right now, even though he's taking in a little bit of a snack, I turn to him and I go, man, I really hope this isn't a massive issue if Cooper Mays, in fact, does not play. And he goes, man, I think Ollie Lane's going to surprise a lot of people. Saturday comes Ollie Lane from center in the two-guard play, what they were able to do from the A-gap. I thought Ollie Lane had a fantastic game, that offensive line. Clearly, look how much they were being praised by the backfield. Jalen Wright, 115 yards on there. Jalen Wright. Averaging nine yards a carry behind that offensive line. Jabari Small, and do we even have to bring up the fact Dylan Sampson goes crazy for four total touchdowns? Will this team goes as their offensive line goes protecting quarterbacks? Hooker last year, Milton this year. To me, the good side of things, that offensive line, Cooper Mays, take your time, brother, get healthy, because that offensive line did a very, very, very good job replacing you on Saturday. The tackles, I thought, were great in run blocking. A little inconsistent on pass pro, but overall handled their business. Yep. Guard, center, guard. That was as good of a performance I've seen from Tennessee in the in the Hypel era. And I thought Spraggins, Ollie Lane, and so many people questioned Ollie Lane about him having to step in for Cooper Mays. Dude, I thought Andre position. Carrick had a great game, too. Andre Carrick was unbelievable. Yeah. I don't know. And, and those three guys, how well they could work together was incredible. The rapport that, that you see with Ollie and Carrick on that side, because a lot of times what you'll see in that situation is – Two guys block the same dude, one guy goes unblocked, right? So, yeah. and Ollie Lane calling out the blocking assignments and things like that at the center. If you're not the, normally you the center, are you going to make a mistake when that happened? Flawless. And I thought that was spectacular. And, and again, when you look at the running backs were great. Dylan Sampson, goodness gracious, what did he – what, what a great performance from him. And I'm a huge Dylan Sampson fan. You know why from some something that happened this summer. Just big fan of that young man as a whole. But – when, those guys didn't get touched at the line for the most part in the entire game. See, and if they did, it was on the outside. And, and so I will say, if you could allow your running backs to get a full head of steam and be past the line of scrimmage before anybody gets a hand on them, you're going to have a pretty strong rushing average. I don't want to pour water on this because it's my pro. It's my positive. It's what I thought was great. Man, I hope this offensive line. Obviously, you want Cooper Mays healthy. Was there dominance on that side of the ball because of how bad Virginia is? Again, I'm, I'm going to hold off my complete confidence in this team until I see them go head-to-head with an SEC opponent. But let's be real, in two weeks, 
Florida's not Virginia. No, they're not. South Carolina's not. not Virginia. Also, I think Virginia played it in Tennessee's hands a little bit with the way that they tried to gap control them, and that played right in Tennessee's hands. And so they were able to dominate them the way that they did up front. For me, the, big, the biggest takeaway, number one, is – I could not believe how deep they went in the front seven, and I loved the way that they used that front seven. They, or they used that depth. They used that depth to keep guys fresh, not a guy's tired, taps his helmet, then we take him out. They were strategic with the depth to make sure that they were able to keep guys fresh deep in the games. I loved it on third and long. They went with the old Steve Spagnolo uh, express package where yes. you bump your ends in and you put faster guys on the outside. Right. I thought that was fantastic. And so I love to see that. I loved everything that they did on the defensive side of the football, especially in that front seven. I thought it was fantastic. Uh, quickly, if there's one takeaway negative or, hey, I'd like to see improvement of. Punting. Punting. Punting's got to get fixed. Uh, that does have to happen. If there was one more, I would say I thought Milton started. Milton started slow. Started 7-13. Finished 13 of his next 17. So you want to see Milton not have to – maybe it's half – first game jitters because we saw a lot of quarterbacks that are new starters not play great early on. Sure. And Milton ended up finishing with a very fine game, but in a good game. But I would like to see him maybe not underthrow some of those balls downfield, being concerned that he's going to put it in row five. Do you still think there's still a little bit of a gun-shy he- you know, hesitancy there? I think it's just figuring that out. Figuring out the timing of for a guy that never used touch when he was at Michigan or early on in Tennessee, really, to, to see him try to work on that, I just think it's still a little bit of a work in progress. And then once he got his rhythm going, it was fine. Again, then he went 13 of his next 17. So it was really more of a Joe Milton getting back into a rhythm side of things, and that's when you started seeing And once seeing. he did, and once he did, but again, you saw that all over the nation. Georgia against uh, Tennessee Martin. You saw that at Ohio State against Indiana. And then they get in rhythm, and then the quarterback play. And then again, he went. He finished 13 of his last 17, Milton Man. did. So, I mean, that that's a very strong finish for him. And somebody who had just a great look at it as anybody else would, it would be, well, it would be the VFL. I, I I will wait to call him starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, which we will get into momentarily, but he was in Nashville. He is the former Tennessee quarterback. He is Josh Dobbs. Josh, I hope you enjoyed Music City. I guess a 49-13 to 13 victory will make anybody happy. We'll go ahead and just welcome you in and continue the conversation. Your overall thoughts on Seton Joe finish the game 21-30. He has two touchdowns, but even had two more on the ground with what he was able to do on the running game. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me on again. Yeah, it was great to be there in person, check check out, see the Vols play live. Um, yeah, I think um, to what you guys were saying, definitely saw the first half just starting out, getting getting a rhythm to start off the season. So the offense, you know, obviously we missed. We had the deep ball that we didn't uh, convert on, and, but we did have scoring drives. So I think we really saw them you know, pick up their stride and really hit that rhythm that we really saw them finish off last season at the start of the second half. And I think that's kind of what I expected going into this game. Yeah, okay, your your overall thoughts on, on – let, let me ask you, when you see teams, because we saw Tennessee start a little slow and make some, you know, some kind of mistakes, but we saw the same thing from Georgia. We saw it from Ohio State. We saw it from, frankly, most of the of the teams that are expected to be top ten teams in college football this week – what is that? What is that that when you see something like that, are you surprised by it, or is that something that should be expected early on in a college football season, Josh? Oh, I think it definitely should be expected. You know, college football doesn't have preseason, right? So it does definitely take a second for the guys to get their rhythm. You know, you go from competing against the same guys every single day, competing against your teammates, and now competing against different faces and a different scheme. And even though you're practicing, simulating that scheme is obviously different once the the, uh, live action is going. And then on top of that, now is your first time in a game, right, getting the rhythm, the timing, the communication, where you sit when you're on the sideline, all that stuff has to get worked out. So it's to be expected. It's to be expected. But what's also to be expected is exactly what happened, right? You come out first half, I thought, you know, even though they started slow, it's great to see that drive right before halftime. Two-minute drive, we're able to go down the field very seamlessly, up-tempo, score a touchdown, which is huge, then come out in the second half and really catch our stride. And that, and, and that's to be expected as well. You know, if, if there's a little lull just to start the season, that's totally fine. Um, but to then go out and put up – I mean, you put up 49 points on a Saturday. You do that every single Saturday this year, you're going to be in a lot of games and give, your, a chance to, give yourself a chance to win every single weekend. 
Josh, your overall thoughts. No Cooper Mays at center, but you have Ollie Lane filling in at center. I guess it's more of a generality question. When you are down on the offensive line like Tennessee was, but to continue to see them dominate so well, to a, you have three running backs well over 200 yards on the day. That's got to be impressive to see them control the line of scrimmage. Get an inside look at Hollywood with Michael Rosenbaum. Let's get inside of my buddy, Kumal Nanjiani. When you talk about Eternals and it wasn't the response that you were hoping, how did that affect you? Marvel thought that we'd be going on a wave of raves, you know, and it wasn't true. The reviews were really bad. And you were aware of it while you were on tour? Yeah, I was too aware of it. And so very intentionally, I did start counseling. Emily says that I do have trauma from it. Inside of you with Michael Rosenbaum wherever you listen. Business has always been about turning a profit, making money. But can it stand for something more? Something beyond dollars and cents? We think so. We think that today, business has a higher calling, a purpose to be fair and just, to do right by their workers, customers, communities, and the environment. And it turns out companies successful doing that also do better for their bottom line. When you see the Just Capital seal, it means this company is a force for good. Visit JustCapital.com to learn more. Heading into other Power 5 opponents in the SEC. Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. You know, I think, as we know, it starts up front, especially in the SEC. Um, to play a team that's outside the SEC, but still dominate up front. I thought the O-line did a tremendous job um, doing that all game. The protection, I was upstairs, and so I could definitely see the protection from a um, – First eye view, and the protection was very good all day. Obviously, the rushing stats are what they are. But also, the field on the defensive side of the ball dominate as well, man. I mean, their quarterbacks were under duress throughout the game. They couldn't get a push to get their run game going. So it was good to see us on both sides of the ball dominate up front because that's what, you know, the games are going to come down to. You know, when we got to go to Alabama with Georgia comes to us later in the season. And we're able to own the line of scrimmage, then we're going to be in games and be able to dominate from that standpoint. But, Josh, what does that do for a quarterback? When, when, you, when you have the ability to have a running game like that where your leading rusher can go for nine yards of carry, when you see your guys up front shoving them around, how does – we always talk about that, that, you know, and we hear other players talk about that and former players of how much that helps the, the quarterback, but how does it help the quarterback? Man, it, it slows the game down, honestly. You know, um, and it just gets you back. It, it makes sure you can keep your same timing and rhythm, right? Like, you, you go out, you, you go out to any practice, any football team, right? You spend time doing routes on air. That's how you kind of start practice. And that's an opportunity to get your timing and rhythm with your receivers. And you throw all kinds of routes. And so when you're able to dominate the line of scrimmage, we're able to – one, protect the quarterback in the passing game and give him a clean pocket. From a quarterback standpoint, it just turns into Ralph on air. It's that same timing and rhythm that you have in the practice field that you're just taking that and putting it in a game situation. And then on top of that, uh, being able to control the line of scrimmage is able to establish the run game. And in our offense, once you establish that run game and you move it at the tempo that we do on offense, you really keep the defense on their heels. You have so many RPOs and so many – um, different looks that we can give the defense, but it all starts with being able to establish the run game, being able to get the right box count. We got five alignment, we got six guys with the tight end. We're able to run the ball against six guys on defense in that same box. You're able to do that. They have to, they have to put more people in the box. They're doing that seventh defender in the box. And now you have one on ones across the board. And with the receivers that we have, we're able to own the line of scrimmage from a run standpoint, and then great good pockets for the quarterback from a pass standpoint. You know, it's routes on air and it's, you know, uh, inside run drill. And so on offense, we really like that. That means we're going to definitely stay ahead of this change and we're going to have a very explosive day on offense. Josh Dobbs being brought to you by Phoenix Conversions. Your truck, your fleet, our expertise. Phoenix Conversions when it has to be the best. So I ask you now, Jobs or Josh Dobbs, overall, we hear about Josh Heupel asking Joe Milton to fine-tune the little things during the four-minute drill. Now, obviously, you don't know the specifics to what those fine-tuning is, but I think you can use the second half against Virginia and what you're going to use against Austin P this week. Are these the moments, and if there are the moments, what are maybe some of those things that any quarterback, not just Joe specifically, what are you working on when you face an opponent like Austin P ahead of Florida? 
Man, you're always working on something, to your point, right? Yeah. I think the biggest thing you're working on is operation, you know, moving at pace, um, at tempo, being in the right play against the certain looks that you're game planning, as well as you're always finding and honing that timing and rhythm. You know, every single time you step on the field is an opportunity to get better. I think that's exactly the prototypal thing, and I think that's exactly the mindset that players have. That's exactly the mindset that the players have. So with that mindset, you know, even though you're playing awesome piece, you know, you, you still need that same uh, discipline and that same um, excitement and that same focus as if you're playing, as that you're going to have the next week on the road at Florida. Um, because every time someone feels the opportunity to get better, and you never can take any opponent for granted, especially in college football. You know, we, we've all seen some crazy upsets as fans of this game, and so we don't want to be on the wrong end of that. So um, there's an opportunity to get better this upcoming week. There's an opportunity to continue honing and that rhythm, um, that routine. And then there's just another opportunity to go out and compete, which I'm sure the guys are looking forward to. Josh Dobbs joining us here on Tyler and Will on this Monday. Josh here, thanks to Phoenix Conversions. Phoenix Conversions, your truck, your fleet, our, their expertise. Phoenix Conversions, when it has to be the best. All right, Josh, what has it been like in Arizona? We talked to you last week to find out what the whole trade situation was like and what it's like for an NFL quarterback when you are being traded. But now that you've spent a week in Arizona, what has that been like? What can you tell us about that experience? It's been good, man. Just you know, We just got out of practice around the league um this past weekend is kind of the off weekend in the league for guys to get their houses in order as we ramp up for the regular season and so today is a bonus monday and an opportunity to get a jump start on for us the washington commanders and um, start diving into that game plan and start getting ready for week one of the season so um it's been good it's been good you know having a week under my belt out here you know i'm i i know my way around a little bit better. Um, I got my routine in place. Um, I'm getting to know my teammates, getting to know the rhythm and routine of, of this franchise and especially this offense. And I was really able to hit the ground running after a, a great weekend uh, back in Tennessee. Josh, I, I'm going to go a little bit just kind of in depth of what I went through this past four days sitting in my office. And I want you to kind of take us inside if you can. I have the remote in my right hand, and I'd flip over to ESPN, and it would be, let's take a look at Arizona training camp. There's Josh Dobbs right there, the likely quarterback one, next channel. And then you have the Cardinals with Josh Dobbs, next channel, next channel, Josh Dobbs, Josh Dobbs, quarterback one. Look, I know you're just waiting for your name. I know you're just waiting for an opportunity to play and be the guy. Is it starting to feel, is that you inside what you've hard work earning before the Washington game? Maybe they haven't named quarterback one, but, Josh, there's got to be something going through your head, feelings right now of I'm this close to being one of the 32 that people fight their entire life to be. For sure, without a doubt. You know, um, I, you know you're always working towards something in this world, right? You always have your goals and dreams, man. But at the end of the day, man, you still have, still have to focus on the process. So, you know, whatever the ruling is that comes out from J.G., when he decides to make that decision, I totally respect his decision as our head coach. And my thought process and my preparation never changed. You know, since I stepped in this league, even though I haven't been officially named a starter week one um, during my time in the NFL, I've always prepared us if I am. You know, I, I still watch hours and hours of tape. You know, I get my extra reps. You know, if I get the reps in the game plan, um, then I go out and execute them. If I don't, then I generate a simulated reps. Um, on the side, and so whatever my role uh, may be this season, you know, I still prepare and and work hard and diligent enough to be a starter and be prepared as if I'm going to start. And so whenever they call him number nine in Arizona, whenever they tell number nine to get in there, I'm prepared and ready for that opportunity. You know, I think so many times, like in sport and life, right, you get you can get kind of caught up in the outside uh, noise per se, but just like the outside expectations or. Uh, what other people are talking about, and you forget to just focus on yourself and your preparation. And so that's what I'm doing. You know, I'm focusing on my preparation. I'm going to help this team win sure. um, in whatever role capacity I have. If that's starting, I'll be ecstatic. But I also know, you know, um, a lot comes with that role and that opportunity, and there's a lot of hard work to be done between today, Monday, and uh, Sunday at 1 p.m. to 
um, be ready to go out and play and execute and play at a high level. And so, um, yeah, I'm doing that work. I'm, I'm turning over every stone I can. Man, I got a lot of film to watch over the next couple of days. Well, I'm really looking forward to it. Josh, I, I got to ask you, Zach Ertz read a piece this morning um, about Zach Ertz talking about you throw a really catchable ball. It's been it's been seamless having you come in. How how does a quarterback build a rapport with the wide receivers? Like how does that what does that look like? What does that work like? We always talk about that. Well, it's going to take a little while to build a rapport or for everybody to get on the same page. So how do you actually do that as a new quarterback being brought into a new team? Man, you gotta you have to you have to take advantage of every rep you get and the reps you don't get. You gotta like steal extra reps on the side. You got to think, like, these guys have been working together without me since the third week of April. You know, that's when phase one of OTAs start, right? That's a ton of different walkthroughs and practices. You get 10 practices in the spring. You probably get about 20 walkthroughs. And then camp, I mean, you've been working since the last week of July. And so, for me, you know, still being the same, similar offense, but completely different people and individuals and completely different communication, you know, for me – you know, stepping into my role, like you have to get as many real reps as you can and get as many simulated reps as you can. And uh, on top of that, right, just be yourself. You know, I think that's like the biggest thing. Um, you know, I'm I'm a confident individual, and um, I've played in a lot of big games and have led different types of different men from all different types of backgrounds. So, you know, I understand what it takes and I understand what role I have as the quarterback um, of the team. And so I just be myself, right? I, I let my preparation uh, speak um, to my teammates and, you know, when I'm able to help them, however I can help them, whether it's something I'm seeing, something they're seeing, getting on the same page, I just am over communicate what I'm expecting and, you know, ask them to over communicate the same thing back to me. And so um, I think that's definitely helped with this process Having last week as kind of like a bonus week to uh, work through different kinks and get reps with the team was really good. And today, bonus Monday, now we got three more practices this week and a ton of work to be done. But it's really, you know, just working up until that, that final moment, the final second before the game and going out and playing, putting it all out there and then repeating, repeating that same process next week. I've got to ask right now, I know you just mentioned the film and everything you've got to do right now, Josh. How do you find a way to balance it all? Because, look, I, look, I, here I am. I'm 37-year-old. I remember I was talking to you in the studio. Will and I were going back and forth ahead of your golf tournament. I just turned and looked at you, and I remember making a comment to you off the air. I go, Josh, do you ever slow down, man? And you go, man, I'm just enjoying every day. I'm, I'm just doing everything I can to be the best me. So, Josh, I'm going to reset the question, but now I'm going to do it. And you know what? You're not going to say it, but I will. I'm asking you starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals right now. From last week – getting traded, moving, getting acclimated to a new time zone, changing to Arizona, the climate, everything, and now getting on the same page with your team. How are you finding a way to put this all together from watching film, knowing where you're living, getting on the same page with your coaches, and, heck, taking 20 minutes out to call us back in Knoxville, Tennessee? Man, oh, it's, it's a process. It's a process. Like, I just, you know, I've, I've, I've at this point, man, I've, I've gone through similar situations as this as this a couple times, right? Like, I've seen it. I just really have learned the, learned the art of just, like, staying in the moment, you know? Like, I, yeah. I do have several things going on, right? I, You know, I am still actively trying to find a place to live, so I am taking recommendations if anyone knows a place to live out here in Arizona. <laughs> but, like, I just, I just stay in the moment, right? Like, when I'm in the facility, you know, um, I have no distractions. My focus is on that task. My focus is on being the best teammate, quarterback, leader um, that I can be in that facility and preparing um, every single second. And when I leave that facility, even though that never turns off, I also am like, okay, like, what is what am I trying to get accomplished? And I just try to just stay in that moment and always, um, always like push myself to, you know, accomplish the task and stay focused. And I will say, you know, I learned a lot during my time on campus. I really think that's where I learned and created those habits, like just taking aerospace engineering, playing football, a lot was on my plate at a very young age. And so as more gets put on my plate, I've created the habit to be prepared for that, right, and understand when I may be getting overloaded because that happens and that's okay to admit that and understand why I need a break, but also understand, like, what – also understand what, what 
identify what the task is and understand get done what needs to be done. So um, it's a process, bro. I can't I can't lie at all. Um, but I take it like I'm. I think you know people say like take things one day at a time. Right. You know I think my new saying is like just take it like one hour at a time. You know just like let's 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 just, let's just slow it down even more. Let's just you know make it as slow as possible. Take it one hour, one task at a time, and go from there. Try not to look up. Try not to come up from air. Uh, but when you do, you'll be able to look up and be like, okay, I got a lot accomplished. I've come this far, and let me just keep, let me just keep um, strutting along. This is what we're gonna do. I'm looking at the text line. I'm seeing the responses on social media. There are a lot of VFLs and a lot of fans out here pulling for you, Josh. You got a lot of film. You got a lot of places to look to live. The fact you took 20 minutes here on a Monday and on a Labor Day holiday as you get ready for what's going to be a massive step in your career, we can't say thank you enough. Go out, maybe grab you a bite to eat, take a breath. We'll be in touch. And, of course, we're always got our fingers crossed for you and wishing great things for you. Josh Dobbs, the VFL. And, look, I'm not jinxing anything. I'm just going to say it right now. The starting quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals, hopefully, again, Tyler and Will, we can't say thank you enough, brother. Yeah, thanks a lot, Josh. Well, appreciate y'all. I'll see y'all. I'll see. I'll see y'all next Monday. Thanks for having me. <clears throat> Thanks a lot, man. We appreciate. It. Remember, Josh Tobbs' appearance on the program brought to you by Phoenix Conversions. Phoenix Conversions, your truck, your fleet, our expertise. Phoenix Conversions, when it has to be the best. And of course, we got to Josh Dob- Josh Dobbs, QB one for the Arizona Cardinals, or soon to be named QB one for the Arizona Cardinals. He was kind enough to open for the real lead act tonight, Chad and Jake. Join us now from Rusty Wallace Kia. Chad Campbell, how are you? Jake's too busy signing body parts of the people that come in looking for yeah, autographs. Well, so. well, you know, you know, I do have something. I've got I've, lots of fans. I found 3802 East Stella Lane is in Paradise Valley, Arizona. It's there you a go. Cool wait, wait, 6. is Chad million. Campbell being the real estate agent I'm just for throwing Josh this out there. He said if you knew of anything. Yeah. And so there's one out there for 6.9. I what I read on Zoom. And it sounds like it's big enough for us to come visit and stay. He, it does have a place yeah. for us. It right. does. Before we get to our draft today, and our draft today in honor of uh, Tennessee debuting the new Smoky Gray, which mm-hmm. I love, um, <coughs> you guys paid off. You had the contest here where people came in here to Rusty yep. Wells Kia, sang Rocky Top, and you brought your winners to Nashville. How did that go? Went Good. fantastic. They Great had a ball. Game. It was uh, Ben Stansberry. He brought his girlfriend, Kylie Alves, and he brought his little sister, Kendall, she went with us with us too. So it was all a big bunch of fun. We had a great big time. Very nice. Kind of helps Tennessee's hanging forty nine on yeah. Virginia, right? That's boys? right. Now it was hotter than a jalapeno's armpit outside, <laughs> but it was a fun time. In fairness, Jake sweats in December. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I do too. I do too, Jake. I yeah. feel you on that. Uh, okay, gentlemen, let's get to our draft. Chad Campbell, Rusty Wallace on to Jake Bull, Rusty Wallace Kia at Chad and Jake Live is where you can find us. If you want to stream this live on Facebook, we're all so physically fit that I figure that's the uh, that most people want to hey, see dog. us, not just they want to see us. Dog, I've been cutting. You have been cut. You're doing a good job. Thank you. I've been cut. I have too. I cut a couple of my shirts so they'd fit. And I can get them. You <laughs> had to cut them to get them all. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm still cutting. Okay. Uh, okay. But here's we go. And you're you're gonna have to refresh my memory on the draft order. Well, I won. You know that's normal. You won. I was second. I don't remember who was third. And who was, I was fourth. third? I'm I'll be going third. first. Okay. So Jake will get the first. Jake pick. usually picks first. I usually pick last. <laughs> I don't even uh, know what we're drafting. So I hope yes. that's something I know about. Yeah, yeah, look, you okay. Will. It is our draft today. College football uniforms. Mm. College football uniforms. The school with the best uniforms. Now, I'm taking Tennessee off the table. Uh, we'll, we're, we'll actually have Riley Thomas be the one that, that Is makes Riley this one. Is Riley the judge? Yeah, Riley's going to be the judge because if we get weird, I was going to have Baker do it, but if we're like, I like San Jose's third alternate uniform that they wear on the second Tuesday of the <laughs> uh, month. I, I don't know if Baker's going to know that as much, and Baker's looking at me like, buddy, if it ain't old NASCAR, I don't know nothing about it. Yeah, so, good point. Uh, <laughs> So we'll have Riley Thomas be the judge of this one since we are talking college football. Jake Bull, you get pick one. We're taking Tennessee off the table. Okay. And so, but in honor of the new Smokey Grays being debuted today by the University of Tennessee's football team, the best uniforms in college football. Well, I'm going to drive this truck down a very specific path here. And it just depends on what Riley likes. Because if Riley's in on this path, then I'm going the right direction. But I'm a strong traditionalist okay okay and because of that with tennessee off the table i'm going to take penn state penn son of a gun that is a really good one that is a really good one you know here's the thing in my opinion there are only two beautiful 
two teams that have an all-white uniform that look good in all of college football, and Penn State's one of them. Yes. So that the is whiteouts really, they do really every year. Yeah, that is strong. That is strong. Tyler Ivan, you have pick number two. Very do bland. I now? Very bland. Okay. So I'm going to take the other navy then. Uh, it's I should say navy. I'll take the other blue. I mean, when you clash these two colors together, it makes too much sense. Say what you will. I already have one of the natty this year. And I think they're going to look good in the uniforms when they do it. From top to bottom, maize and blue, give me Michigan. You're going Michigan. Yep. Michigan for Tyler Ivins. Big Ten doesn't Not do a what lot I of th- thought he would say. Big Ten doesn't do a lot of things right. Mm-hmm. Uniforms and trophy mm-hmm. games, they do very, very well. <clears throat> I'm going to go, uh, so some of us uh, may or may not have spent a little time in basic training. And I'm going to go, and in part of it is because the Army-Navy game, I love what that they you do the uniforms the way that they do it. I'm going to go with uh, West Point. I'll go with the Army, and that to me that was that my is, number two pick. Army is my that is my favorite. I love everything that they do. So I'm going to go with the as an Army guy. I will okay. go with Army as the best uniforms in college football. Okay. Part of that's because nobody does an alternate uniform better than the U.S. Army. They have the military green on there. Yeah, here's one. There's one that's better. Okay. It's Navy. Oh. And, and we say, and I'm sorry to say, but, but listen, in 2013, Riley, I want you to look this up, okay? 2013 Navy uniforms against Army. They wore the blue, the gold, the white. That was a good look. It was beautiful. It, was it had look. an anchor on the helmet. Uh-huh. It was blue. Yeah. It was the gold. White it had an anchor. The anchor. Yeah. That was the best, the prettiest uniform I've ever seen in my life, the coolest uniform I've ever seen in my life. It's Navy. It's a. Chad and I are patriotic. Other people mm-hmm. don't love Our their communist. country. Um, so Says the guy who's wearing an actual United States flag <laughs> on his body. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't know that was the American flag. Believe it or not, when I put this thing on, it went to sixty-seven stars. <laughs> <laughs> that actually might be one of the funniest things ever said on this program. Uh, well, the bar's not been set very <laughs> again. Might be one of the funniest things ever said on this program. Jay Bull, your second pick. In the college football uniform draft, I've got. There's something I need Don't to know it. before we go. Your first is this pick, three rounds or four? Three. Okay, because what I've got to do, I've got to take Don't three picks and put them into two. No, no, Don't say do it. Just so Don't again, do it. I'm driving a traditional bus yeah. down this this track here. Give me Notre Dame. Notre He's Dame. traditionally a loser too. Notre Dame. <laughs> traditionally, traditionally that first. has been the case <laughs> twice. Uh, Ivans, was that who you're going to go with? Yes. Again? All right, Ivans. Then I'll go, go with my third Idaho pick. I, th- I thought I could go Notre Dame and then come back and grab these guys in the three. Now i got to grab them in the two. Uh, stay with that blue, some oh. of that dark navy. Sprinkle in a little bit of the orange, though. Okay, good. That's not who mine was. Okay, no, no. Sprinkle in a little bit of that orange, and they actually look really, really clean, especially when it's that darker blue. I'll take Auburn. Auburn is the only other school that wears an all-white all white. that looks good. That's when you said that. that. That's good. what put it in my head. That is good. Uh, so Auburn, I'm going to be honest with you, Auburn was the next one that I was okay, going go. to take. Oh, I feel better then. Uh, so that is that is really, really good. I will say um, I'm going to go UCLA. I think the, the powder baby blue bl- with the baby the gold. gold. Mm, That's a good uh, that pick. That is a solid look. It's traditional uh, in a sense, but it's just a, it's a nice classic look. So I will go with UCLA. A, Chad Campbell went with the Naval Academy in his first pick because he wanted to stab me in the back. I got one. To- <laughs> it's, it's because, you know, you're the only competition there is here. So I want you to Google one more in there, Riley. Listen to him. I want you to Google. Hey, we don't give you The homework, Air Force Riley. Falcons. Oh, uh, that's good. Shark Tooth helmet. I don't know if I you know remember the planes. You remember the planes, how they would have yes. the Air Force? That's a good one. Take a look at that baby right there. Yeah. Tell me that's not a okay, cool uniform. Let's, but, but, but yeah. let, let's go that back to cool. the fact that I thought we weren't going to the third no, no. alternate uniform. You can no, go you to can't. whichever you can't. Whatever you want yeah. to. Yeah. 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 But See, Air Force that's why has you a, always lose. Air Force has a nice regular uniform yeah, they anyway. But that shark tooth helmet. But you've taken but you've taken Penn State and Notre Dame. They don't have to do all that. Yeah, The classics are always the classic. That's right. They can wear plain stuff all the time. It looks silly. If you don't take this one at three, I will. Wait a minute. Basically, what we're saying here is I've got Navy and Air Force, and Jake's a communist. Uh, right? There you That's go. Basically, what he plays people that we Sounds don't like. like Mother Russia. Uh, uh, okay, so Jake Bull. Da, da, da. <laughs> uh, Jake Bull has Penn State, Notre Dame. Ivans has Michigan and Auburn. I have Army and UCLA. Chad Campbell has Navy and Air Force. I feel like this is a pretty good through two rounds. Stay basic. This or is I about will. as much of a dead heat as I thought as, as I think I've ever seen. One. Stay basic, or I will. So. There, there are some traditional uniforms that remain to be picked, oh but I don't God. necessarily like those color combinations. Yeah, oh, yeah. no. He's going to do it to me three times. So I'm going to go with what I think are the best two colors together. Okay. What do you got there? And that 
is a light blue and white from Ooh. North Carolina. Oh, uh, that's good. UNC. That's solid. I also like the all light blue uniforms yeah, that Ole Miss yeah, wears from yeah, time to time. Yeah, those are but nice. I'm, I'm going with UNC. And long right. walks on the beach. Ivan's going to pick Bama. I know you're going to pick Bama. What makes you think I'm going to take I, I Bama? Yeah, because of the look on your face. I don't face. like that crimson color. No, no, no. I'm yeah. going to be honest with you. I won't drive through that state if I don't absolutely have to because I hate their uniforms so much. It makes me sick. I know. Ivan's do it. I know you're going to do it. Do it. Fine, RTR, roll time roll. I got to no, you can't say that without throwing ah, up in your geez. mouth. Well, no, I uh. said there's bags that are behind here. They put. It, it, I ate ten hot dogs and didn't get that sick. <laughs> what, 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 what's the joke about how to get an Alabama cheerleader in the dorm room? Yeah, you grease your hips and push. That's a- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you know why birds fly upside down over Alabama? Right? That might be the second funniest thing. <laughs> you know why birds fly upside down God, over Alabama? No, because there's nothing worth crapping on. <laughs> All right, so uh, noted Bammer, uh, Tyler Ivins yeah, takes God, uh, Alabama. Fine mom over here decided to take Alabama. You know what? Okay, fine, fine. You know what? No, no, no. Can I take t- Alabama? Because I don't want to be that wait, guy. Wait, Riley Thomas, you're Riley, the judge here, Riley. so you get to decide. Does Riley, he get to it take Bama Riley, it even might hurt me by taking Alabama off the board, but I want to be that guy. I don't want to touch Alabama. I also, got we're gonna, I'm going to call him a Bama fan for the next 11 years. That's so. already said roll, tide, roll. Yeah. Can, I, can I pull it or not? No. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I, I really want to know who he would have switched to. Yeah, who are you going to switch to? No, because I don't want to give it to one. I don't want to give it to one. Oh, from uh, your other two picks, we're not picking him. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't think you're – so you're not going to take one? I'll tell you who it is. Okay, who is it? it? TCU. Oh, TCU is interesting. Yeah. They're on my list. TCU. Here's okay. the problem. Per- that's, that's, not, that's not traditional, but they do have some yeah. sick helmets. Yes. Here's the problem, The tactical though. frog. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Big people look like Marnie the Dinosaur whenever we wear purple, so well, we can't I love you. You know what I mean? So you love me there. Uh, so that's family. also why I'm not la, taking – I would thought about taking LSU, but I'm not going to because I look like Barnaby the Dinosaur in purple. So I'm going to go with Oregon. The originators, not the perpetrators yeah. of all the thousand uniform combinations. I go – it hey, was pause. Oregon slightly over Baylor. Pause. Right now, Jake Bull's got the replay of last year's LSU-Tennessee beatdown in Baton Rouge. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about those all those whites? whites what about good. those all those whites, whites for LSU? Good. They look really good. Well, they're, they're covered. Like they're they're getting, covered in dirt and grass yeah, from how that trouble they took. Yeah, they got a slight shade of green on yeah. them right now. I mean, they're, they're getting a fifty burger dropped on them, so they yeah, might yeah, well they are. <laughs> like Tennessee's chances to finish strong in this game. Yeah, you know what? Give, I, give us a give us a riding with Ivan's pick. Yeah, yeah. Tennessee by lot. All right, you Tennessee plus twenty five on this one. <laughs> <laughs> You're on, yeah. pal. Chad Campbell, the final pick of the college football uniform draft. I actually did think about TCU. I had him written down. TCU. Oh, tactical. there you go. They looked good last yeah, year in the title the game until they frog. kicked off. But you know what? Yeah. I'm going to go since I've got, I've already got Navy and I've already got Air Force. It's clear I'm the most patriotic. I'll take here. the Marine Corps. <laughs> I'm yeah, taking, Coast Guard Academy. I'm taking the ECU Pirates. Ooh, East Those Carolina. Are sleek. If he Those wins, cool. If he wins with the <laughs> the three he's taken, he's I'm win. not coming tell me, back. Tell me, tell <laughs> me, please, Riley, please. He's about to win. The, 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 there's no way that wins. Are you? There are me? no way. Those you look yeah, up. You, you shake. Look up. I'm thinking about Riley, and we know Riley takes Heisman hold Trophy hold winners hold are going to have the trophy. Wait a minute. You, you, you telling me the Navy? You, you, are you, you look up the best uniforms of college football, and you won't find one of those teams. I guarantee you. But I know who our judge is. All right, here we go. Riley Thomas is the judge today jake mm-hmm. bull has penn state notre dame north carolina tyler has michigan auburn TCU. and super bammer over TCU. there i have army ucla oregon chad campbell takes navy air force east carolina <laughs> riley thomas be reporter for tennessee athletics so remember riley thomas for, for remember the station, if you pick chad we're unbiased. not gonna have jake anymore <laughs> hey please riley <laughs> riley thomas who wins the college football uniform draft so this was this was really tough, guys. But be. this one person picked the right team with their last pick, and yeah. that was Mr. Jake Bull oh! with the UNC that Tar Heel blue. I I love that's love what that is. Yeah, so bad take. Andy's agrees. So that means it's wrong. What are we doing? <laughs> you also picked me. Right. This is a double victory. Yeah, look at that. Who would you pick, Baker? Thank you. Oh, there you go. Thank you. Great you know call. what ECU's uniforms look like? Okay, he does. Great so, call moving the judge in the last five minutes. not a great call. <laughs> All right, so Jake is number one. Way to go, Jake. man. Okay, go down uh, the list. Jake is number one. Who's number two, Riley? Will, you're two. I'm two. Chad's. A lot of sec- what about finishing second place? If you finish third again, it's going to happen. Chad's three. Tyler's Chad's last. Oh, yes. 
Come on home, baby. The Bammer. The Bammer over there. Are you kidding me? You get Michigan, Auburn, and Bama? Those are some of the most classic uniforms of all time. Yeah, but I hate Bama's uniforms so much that I despise that state Uh, only for that. It's it's like the Rams uniform where it's like, why are your blues not matching? If you're going to wear red helmet red or crimson helmet crimson shirt, have the same color crimson. Mm. And I just don't, I just don't like crimson. If you, don't Google, if you can Google the shark tooth helmet from Air Force <laughs> and not <laughs> take it. Riley, there's no way you Googled that. No, it's going to be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be right November here. of next year. You guys the shark tooth helmet from Air Force? I will say, Chad, the one thing that it probably got you there is uh, Riley's a young person and he made him do homework. So by telling the Google, <laughs> I told him the answer. <laughs> if, we, if we're going class, he's also uniforms. the guy who picked the Heisman Trophy winner who didn't really win. Yes. That. Hey, Riley we, Thomas, if you we will. all know, Bad Take is an expert on all things uniform, and he picked me too. There you go. And there's a reason he's called um. Bad Take. <laughs> Riley Thomas, if to you Jake would, Bull, the winner today, Ivans. No, I just I can't wait for that as he is shooting for the moon. There arrow off the back, ladies and gentlemen. No better time for us to move forward with. With our friends at New Balance Knoxville, this is Start Bench Cut. Chad and Jake Live continues now for Rusty Wallace Guaranteed to start arguments, not settle them. It's Start Bench Cut on 99.1, the sports animal. I don't know how we're going to get through the next six Start Bench Cuts, but there's clearly venom being spit. What do you got for us, brother? Oh, this was a great day, gentlemen. All right. Who was the best Tennessee player from Saturday's win? Start Bench Cut, Joe Milton, Dylan Sampson, or other? And if there's another, please say. Oh, we have an other right. option. Okay. Jake Bulwer, your place. I know you're getting your uh, your your bad take barbecue sauce from our buddy Bad Take Andy, which I'm set to pick up at the next break as well. But start us off, Joe Milton, Dylan Sampson, or someone else who was the best player for the Tennessee's win. You know, I think this could go probably a lot of different directions here. I'm going to, uh, man, I'm going to start Dylan Sampson. I'm going to bench Joe. And I know that it feels weird cutting everybody else. Uh, well, it's but, not. It's just. But us. you know, I, I I think that Joe Milton played really good. I think they held back some stuff because of the competition. Um, they, they, yeah. That game was easily won. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know if that's the right order, but that's my order. Hey, Chat. It's clear you don't have to say the right to win. The uh, I'm going to start other. I'm going to start Jalen Wright. He rushed for 115 yeah. yards. He had 12 carries, nine yards of carry, nine 21 of carry. yards uh, on a long one. Dylan Sampson. I, I, I'm not going to. I'm going to bench Joe Milton. He managed the game very well. Mm-hmm. He managed the game. He didn't make any mistakes that I saw. Uh, he only got sacked maybe one time. And so I'm going to bench Joe Milton. I'm going to cut Dylan Sampson. I know the guy scored four touchdowns, and it is no reflection. If I, I would love to start them all. But, I mean, I'm going to give the offensive line credit there as much as I am Dylan Sampson. You're right. We should give the offensive line credit. Let's start other. Ollie Lane. Ollie Lane is your start because of the other, what he was able to do to get the snap back to Joe, but also create the A-gap, which led to so many of those big plays that were Calling out the blocking assignments exactly. on the line of scrimmage. You know what? I'll be. That. I'll bench Joe Milton into Chad's point. When Dylan Sampson was asked post-game, man, Dylan, that's four touchdowns if it wasn't for my offensive line. They did all the work. I just cashed it in. We're all eating. It's all everything. The guy said the right answer. He's humble. He's the cut here. But you know what? I bet if Dylan Sampson was here right now, he said, I just cashed in a a scoring drive. That's all I did. Uh, I'm going to say Ivans is exactly right. I will start Ali Lane. I will bench Joe Milton. I'll cut Dylan Sampson. It was a fantastic performance by all three. What unit today was the most impressive during Tennessee's win against Virginia? Is it the defensive line, the running backs, or the O-line? Chad? Well, so just like you guys said, I'm going to start the O-line. It all starts with the offensive line. I thought they were fantastic. I'm going to bench the defensive line. They had four sacks on the day. That's Offensive line only allowed one. And then you got the running backs who, again, they got to hit the gap or they got to hit the hole, but and they got to run, but they did. And but you still got to bench somebody, so I'm going to bench them. Yeah, I don't think that's a shocker there that you started the offensive line. I think that's going to come up with one of these guys. But I'm going to start the running backs. Um, I thought the offensive line played really good against a very, very, very bad team. Um, I think the running backs may that may be the best running back room in the country. I mean, we we that's going to Jaylen be a Wright strong, so. strong uh, part of our success this year. I'm starting the running backs. I'm going to. Uh, Actually, I'm going to bench the defensive line. I'm going to cut the offensive line. I'm actually going to start the defensive line. I think as a unit overall, because I thought there were some inconsistencies at tackle. Now, again, good, but uh, there were some inconsistencies. I didn't see a drop of inconsistency on the defensive line. So I'm going to start the defensive line. I'm going to bench the offensive line. I'm going to cut the running backs, not to take anything away from them. It's so hard to judge a running back when they're two yards downfield before anybody gets near him. 
So they, like, they, you could be Barry Sanders, and I would know. You know what I mean? Because of that. So that that's why. I, and also, I expected good things from the running back. I didn't know what to expect from the defensive line. I didn't know right. what to expect from the offensive line. Carbon copy for those reasons why. With the smoking gray uniforms being released today, what is the best Tennessee uniform? Is it the orange and white, the dark mode, or the smoky gray? Jake, well, I'm going to start orange and white every single time. We had this conversation at lunch today. Tennessee, they, we're the big orange. Tennessee should always wear orange. Drove me nuts. We're in the College World Series, and the guys never wore orange. Yeah. I mean, that's who we are. I'm going to start the, the, the orange and white. I'm going to... Uh, Bench dark mode and cut smoky gray. Chad? Yeah, I'm, I'm not in disagreement with you, unfortunately. I think you could you could bench or, or cut either one of those, but I'll stay your right. Three. Post oh, I'm, three. I'm starting dark mode. Dark uh, mode's the no, best. No, nobody starts dark, dark mode. mode. I'm starting dark mode. I'm benching smoky gray. I'm cutting orange and white. What? I like orange and white, but I like orange and orange better. <laughs> what? Okay. Like, uh, At least there's the orange. <laughs> I, if you just said, like, if, if I, in full disclosure, I wrote this. If this was orange jersey, orange pants, that would have been the start. Look, the, we got people that are behind Jake's and you're nuts. That, that's, the, that's the start. <laughs> How big what? a boy are you? What, what if you went orange pants, orange shirts with the orange helmet? <laughs> that that might be too much, but it, but I'm here for a little bit. <laughs> Those orange more. helmets were sick. They, I loved them. I loved them. I also, I wish on the on the white uniform, I don't want the all white. Give me the orange pants white white jersey. Oh. That's a magnificent no. look. Oh, yeah. What are you? That's a great We just look. literally changed our colors. We're now black uh. and gray. <laughs> no, we didn't. No, we did not. Bob Hodge is somewhere right now. <laughs> yeah, Bob, Bob's driving yeah, back here oxygen. to toss me a beat in the yeah, parking exactly. lot when I walk You back must have watched a lot of games on black and white TVs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, also, here's the thing. I'm a big guy. I look like the great pumpkin when I wear orange. And You're my right. only two tennis shoe jerseys are both orange. And everybody's like, God dang, that's a lot of orange. Hey, big pumpkin over there. I know, yeah. You got to go to the game with Chad. They'll never notice you. <laughs> You'll be the skinny guy if you come to <laughs> might be the third funniest thing that's ever been said on this show. All right, guys. Which top 25 team made the biggest statement in week one? Was it was it number 10 Washington thumping Boise State 56-19? to 19? Was it number 21 North Carolina finishing strong over South Carolina 31-17? to 17? Or Florida State dominating LSU in the second half 45-24? to 24? You know, I know Bad Take Will's got some something crazy, but I think everybody's going to agree that the biggest statement was made by Florida State coming out in that second half last night and out, outscoring them thirty-one to nothing right there, and then letting them get a junk touchdown at the end. But they should have shut them out the whole second. Yeah, half. and they could have, I believe, had they left their their starters in. So I'm going to start FSU. I'm going to bench uh, UNC uh, over South Carolina, and you got to cut Washington over Boise State. I mean, come on. Boise State. That's not the same Boise State. From no, 10 years and ago. also no. Washington started really slow with that with the same uh, light, much like Tennessee against kicking Virginia. Overdrive. Yeah. What do you think? I, I'm actually going to start UNC over South Carolina here. That's a huge rivalry oh, game. Dear Lord. A, a, bo- a, bo- a border rivalry. That's a game that South Carolina was going into where a lot of people were talking about how good South Carolina was going to be. Shane Beamer, he's going to be the coach of the year. You've got Rattler coming back. I mean, this is going to be South Carolina's year. They're going to come and shock Tennessee. You talking about unranked and, South Carolina? Yeah, it, okay, it, I was making sure. I mean, you know, so I, I, I think that going in, I'm going to bench the LSU. Florida State game. I think Florida State Florida State's number eight team in the country. They're supposed to be able to compete with the number they five team in the country. Five. Hey, they didn't you know, just compete, and then I'm going to cut them. I'm going to cut Washington and, and Boise State. Boise State sucks. They sacked Spencer Rattler not Ed Rooney. How many times has Bueller missed school? How many times did you get to Spencer Rattler? Nine times. But LSU, what they did that final 30 minutes was an absolute just bullet point, bold, underline italics. You start Florida State, you bench North Carolina, South Carolina. Again, not the same Boise from 15 years ago. Yeah, you no, Washington. I, I'll agree there. And, uh, and I want to point out for, for FSU, you held LSU's running backs to 49 total yards in the game. So that was impressive. Jake didn't watch the game. Clearly. I did watch LSU the game. went into the locker room. He's an LSU 14. fan. He's yeah. an LSU fan, in fairness. Him and Jimmy Hums both. He is. He's an LSU <laughs> you know, fan. And, and all these guys oh, here will tell you, with all of these college football playoff predictions on this board back here, I, I told everybody, this is way too early to be talking about them winning a national championship in year two with Brian Kelly. Way too early. After the week one loss, guys, which SEC team has the biggest question to answer? Is it Florida, LSU, or South Carolina? I believe, it's your, I believe you're up, Chad. Well, I think uh, LSU's got the biggest biggest questions they got to answer. They got to figure out how they got thirty one unanswered points on mm-hmm. them. If you're LSU, you got to go back and look in the mirror, and you're embarrassed right now because you're leading at halftime and you're thinking about, hey, we're going to win, we're going to win, we're going to win, and they come out and just yank your pants down and. 
spank you. Yep. I mean, just like that. So, I'm going to start LSU. I'm going to bench Florida. Florida's got a lot of questions. South Carolina's got a lot of questions, too. But you know what? I hope they both suck the rest of the year and don't win a game. Suits me. But I'll I'll cut South Carolina. Yeah, I think that LSU has the biggest question to answer. I think Florida has the most questions to answer. That's a great point. LSU LSU is, is a good football team. What in the world happened, I think, is the question. Florida has questions all over the field. They're not good at anything. Two number threes. <laughs> and, 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 Automatic first down touchdown. Yeah, let's get and, our numbers right. And, and South Carolina doesn't even know how to spell questions, so I'll cut them. <clears throat> yeah, I'm going to start Florida, Florida, and the reason why is everything your coach said we're great at, you sucked at. Yep. That's not good because it makes me think your coach can't evaluate his own team, and then how do you get it fixed if that's the case? So I start Florida, then South Carolina, and cut LSU. Right order, figure your offensive line out, South Carolina. LSU, to Ch- Jake's point, you face off against the number eight team in the land. They're all so good, too. Last one, gentlemen. What meat is most appropriate to grill on Labor Day? Is it, all of it. steak, <laughs> ribs, or burgers? Steak, ribs, or burgers, Jake? Well, Chad should probably go first here because nobody likes meat like Chad does. So, uh, but, you know, I'm going to go with what I think is I'm probably going to start steak because when would you not start steak? We had steak pre-Labor Day. It was a, also, an amazing steak we had in you're, Nashville. You're honoring your wor- the work you've done all year long, yes. the other 364. Yeah. So, yeah. Yes. You know, so I don't know when you're never going to start steak over ribs and burgers. I'm going to bench burgers because burgers work no matter what the occasion. And I'm going to cut ribs because they're, they're harder to eat. Of all the stupid things you've said on this show so far, Uh-oh. you got this one right. Oh. <laughs> the steak is the what, start. What, okay? Nobody loves meat like you do? Well, hey, listen, there's no argument for me over there. You didn't hear me say anything about that, but, I mean, the, the steak is definitely the start, just exactly like what Will said. You know what? It's a celebration. Yes. Right, you fix your steak. Fall's coming. You can stand out there by the grill. You're not going to melt. Yeah. And then you fix the hamburger. Ribs are fantastic mm. if somebody else fixes them. Exactly. But with you me fixing them, with them, it's too hard. And I'm not any good at it. And there's so many people that are so much better than me at it. Andis Webster, I love you. You're the best I've ever seen at fixing ribs. And hopefully that gets me a free one sometime. I, I'm going to start the steak because, again, you're honored. Now, it also is different. If I got 25 people at the house for Labor Day, Y'all getting burgers. If I got eight people in the house, you're getting ribs. If I got, if it's just me and the missus, you're getting, I mean, we're eating steak. But uh, I'm going to start the steak, bench the ribs, cut the burgers. What if me and Jake are there? You and Jake can come out of steak. That's fine. Would you bring your own? Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, but if Tyler comes, we're going to the hot dogs, baby. <laughs> I thought you guys hey, were going to say lunch. Wiener man. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got, I've got lunch some crackers. Here's yeah. a lunch. I wish I was an Oscar Mayer wiener. He's the wiener of the group. You have the right order. That's how it is. Steaks, then ribs, then burgers. Mm-hmm. That is Star Bitch Cut, brought to you by New Balance Knoxville. Look at the I'm shoes. in the 990s right now. The best shoe I have ever put on my foot. Dead serious. Wide sizes, extra wide sizes. They have them. You'll love the styles and colorways they have for this fall back to school. And here's the thing to do at New Balance Knoxville. They give you the 3D foot test to find exactly the right shoe for your foot shape, size, the whole nine yards. Best customer service you'll ever see at New Balance Knoxville. Chad and Jake. Thank you, guys. Hey. I walked all over Nashville in a pair of New Balances just there so you, you know. Go. And, and let me tell you, when I'm, I ask a lot of my shoes as much weight <laughs> as I put on them. You're talking about ribs. And this is not a paid endorsement. I'm just telling you. Bad Takes Barbecue Sauce oh, yeah. is amazing. It I is. like the Carolina Gold. It is, my is amazing. That's I bought all three too. of them. I, I will start too. Carolina Gold. I will bench Carolina Vinegar. And I will cut the Smokehouse. They're all great, but that's they are. Start. They, but, actually, they had a they had a team at the Wing uh, BKW Wing Festival we, yesterday. We've been eating these before they were bottled. Oh yeah, yeah. we've oh, been yeah. having these. I mean, they're amazing. You, I don't. In fairness, Jake had a squirt bottle, and I would just stand across the room and squirt it in his mouth. <laughs> What's the website? <laughs> BadTakeBarbecue.com? Yeah, they're they're amazing. Yeah. Listen, the last time I did one of these, I got called into Jarnigan's office. <laughs> I was talking Get about. Line. I was Get reading. Line. I was reading the Litton's uh, web page one day. And so Jeff called me and says, uh, Chad, just so you know, while it may not matter to you, it matters greatly to us and the FCC. Okay, I won't be doing that again. Ah, uh, Fair enough, fair enough.
Our friends here at Kia, I'm taking a look right now. The Kia K5, the Kia Sorento, five-star safety ratings. When it comes to machinery on the road, Will West, right now the best buck when it comes to your buy. Nobody gets more for the money right now than our friends at Kia. And here at Rusty Wallsgate, you don't even have to ask for it. A 200,000-mile warranty with every purchase on a new Kia. It's happening here. It's all throughout Labor Day, and it's happening at Rusty Wallace Kia. That's right. Rusty Wallace Kia, home of the 200,000-mile warranty. Jake Bull, thank you for having us. Thank Jack you, guys. Campbell, thank you for coming thank over. We appreciate you guys. And we'll be at Rusty Wallace on the next week for another draft with Chad and Jake. 656-9900. 1-866-656-9900. You're going to hear from Josh Heupel, by the way, for anybody who has missed it. Update today from Tennessee's head football coach. I know a lot of people this Liberty holiday has been holding their breath about Squirrel White. Great news to come when it comes to the Tennessee wide receiver. Not only that, the dominance on the ground for the running backs and how that offensive line performed Friday, excuse me, Saturday in that big win against Virginia. Tyler and Will, more to get to next on the flagship station for Tennessee football. 99.1, the sports animal. Two guys with faces and... Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. If you sacrifice your dream for the sake of satisfying someone else, that can often lead to ongoing resentment, which then poisons a relationship. Subtly, slowly, but it does. And if he doesn't want to let you down, then your dreams matter. Afford anything, wherever you listen. Abs for radio. Now back to Tyler and Will on 99.1, the sports animal. The beat goes on. For us here at Rusty Wallace, Kia, home of the 200,000-mile warranty. I mean, just look at this hour. Tyler Ivins, Will West, pow, pow, pow. First VFL, soon to be named quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. Josh Dobbs kicked off the hour. Then Chad and Jake came in. Our Chad and Jake segment. And, of course, we go right into the practice report. Anything that you've missed from this hour, you can check out the podcast. That's available online. Being brought to friends over at Heritage. It is now Riley Thomas's time. An American Outdoor Equipment Tennessee Fall Practice Report. What's up, Riley? What's going on, guys? This UT football practice report is, as you said, by American Outdoor Equipment Center in Rockwood. Guys, they got a huge inventory, and you don't want to miss their upcoming fall sales. That include their TYM mowers, tractors, and UTVs at their best prices of the year. It's just a short drive to Rockwood for your great savings. Go to AmericanOutdoorEquipment.com. Guys, we talked to Josh Heupel today in his first lead-up press conference to play Austin P on Saturday. And, of course, the story was defense on Saturday, but Josh Heupel said all in all he thought the offense performed well. He said, of course, they were there were some things in early in the football game that everybody saw. They weren't quite in sync or not far off either, he says, and he anticipates Tennessee continue to grow and sh- uh, basically shore those things up. And you said Ivan's a couple of injury notes today. Heupel mentioned Big O, Amari Thomas, Tyler Barron, and Squirrel White are all fine. It was either a cramp for Big O, Amari Thomas. Same for Squirrel White. Both of those guys would have gone back in if the score was a lot closer. And Tyler Barron got his hand mixed up with a couple of guys. Nothing crazy either. But all three of those guys are A-OK and should be good to go for Austin P on Saturday. All right. So what did Heupel, Ivan's and I have pounded the table by how great the offensive line play played what did Heupel say about the offensive line today he he was thoroughly enjoyed he thought the moving parts uh, that they had different guys play at different positions and he really harped on the communication as you guys been talking about both from the interior and on the outside and he even mentioned how Ollie Lane basically had his best offseason ever since he's been here having to jump into that center position and he also talked about Dane Davis basically jumping into that center spot and you guys saw him play center over the weekend on Saturday he was propelled into that backup center spot behind Ollie Lane ever since Cooper went down and he praised about those two guys how well they've accepted their new role as current centers even though Dane has never played that position before but he loved the communication between that O-line and how they performed against Virginia. Um, Look this isn't being talked about enough today so maybe we should get into it a little bit more at least this hour. 
special teams. Should we look when the roundtable was here? Yeah. Jackson Ross, his first game in America. You know, to be look, we can't go over to the United States or over to Australia and play the sports that are, that they have. Should we be worried about the special teams a little bit more, or is this something that we have to hold your breath for when Tennessee heads to Florida? I don't think so. Ivans, he talked about on those kickoffs that went out of bounds, those two over there um, on Saturday. He said fundamentally it was just a little bit off, and he said that's why you end up hooking it a little bit. So it's just something you just got to practice again and just right. get right. And for Jackson Ross, Heupel said after the game, imagine you are coming across the country to a whole new place you've never been to and playing a new game. I don't think people realize that was Jackson Ross's first ever college football game he played australian rules football the field's completely different the football's completely different this guy's a special talent because he can kick left and right footed so josh heupel said there is no worry he is a special player at practice he will get better once they get more reps of course game reps so i don't expect that to continue to happen and it can't happen against teams as you said like florida a&m and south carolina uh, Riley Thomas, we appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Six five six ninety nine hundred. Ivans, we need two callers. Why is that? Do you want to win tickets to the Bristol Night Race? You could win them by winning the Sports Fix at six next. Wait, the playoff race? Oh yeah, Bristol Night Race, Bass Pro Shops, America's Night Race at Bristol Motor Speedway. Wow! Every day this week, we're giving away two tickets to the race. They're in the sports fix at 6. We do it next from Rusty Wallace, Kia, Tyler Ivins, and Will West. Yeah, on your Labor Day. You want Vols recap? We got you. You want tickets for the NASCAR playoff race at Bristol? Next. 99.1. You're listening to the Sports Animal. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby, Abby, Scabby, the whole school yeah, just I hurt see. me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.